Hey guys, this is on? Luke, and welcome back to The Breakdown. So good to be here. I'm Kurt, and uh, man, it's an awesome, awesome day right now. It is so good to have <laughs> you back. I'm glad to be here. We're here, obviously, poolside. Absolutely. Or pool, or pool. I, I guess gonna, we're in the gonna, pool. I was going to say pool in, but that's that not That makes a no sense, but no, poolside. So we're like in the pool. <laughs> Perfect for today's episode. We had a little John the Baptist, uh, you know, speak on Sunday. We're headed towards our church picnic. Yes. So the most important thing to remember is do not show up in Swansea on Sunday morning because we're going to be in Attleboro at La Salette. So join us. They have that nice big backgrounds, the grounds in the back it's gonna over be there. Beautiful. It's going to be really awesome. And uh, you know, one thing I don't know, is it rain or shine? It's like, we will do it rain or shine. And that's a really, we will go rain or shine. I love that. Yeah. The producers in the back are saying, yes, we go rain or shine. That's what I love about HPC. Go Amen. big, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so, hey, it's, it's good. 10, to, it's 10 a.m. I know. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yes. Sunday. It's going to be a great okay. time. And we did find out that it's going to be live streamed. Yes. That's no reason to skip the picnic. You still got to come. But you can watch everything that happens afterwards. Especially, you know what's great about this is that we're doing baptisms. So if you have a loved one getting baptized or if you want to get baptized and then share that with family and friends, um, hopefully it'll be right there on the live stream for you later on. But uh, going to be a great time. So we look Absolutely. forward to seeing you there. Absolutely. And if people want to get baptized, they can still sign up. That's awesome. So go to our church website, hpc.church. So here we are in the pool not poolside, as was previously established. And, you know, Pastor John had this amazing word mm -hmm. on Sunday, bringing us right to this mantle that he talked about, saying that HPC has a John the Baptist mantle on it. And before we get, even get into what a mantle is, I thought that was interesting because one thing you see at, about the body at HPC is that God has really brought us out of so many mm -hmm. different churches and backgrounds. So for us all to be sitting there... Right. You know, you and I were talking beforehand. This is not just HPC as the big church. No. It's each of us as individuals right. with this mantle on it. Right, right. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's undeniable. Um, you don't even have to be at HPC for very long before you realize, wow, the Lord is really doing something here. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's very special, and it's being moved by the Lord. Yeah. Um, and there's just that spirit of surrender, which was the spirit that was placed on Pastor Zach's heart. Um, and it's very tangible there. Yeah. And you can feel that this is, we're, we're moving in um, a divine a divine work. Yeah. And there has to be something special about it. And so it, it makes perfect sense to me that the, that the Lord led Pastor John to have this, to have this word. Because we need to flesh out what is special about our church and then what's special about each of us. Well, that's so good. I, I do want to say, if you're sitting there on Sunday and you're thinking, well, okay, so the church, HPC, has this mantle, but this word doesn't apply to me. I think you need to nix that right away Absolutely. and say, wait a minute, there's 100%. something here for me. God intended for me to be here today. Right. He intended for me to hear, even if you were visiting, mm -hmm. even if you were a guest, that probably spoke to your heart for you to realize, wow, God's moving not only here at HPC, but he's bringing me into this divine work that he He's doing right and that's that's the gospel story sure is the gospel story is that christ changes us and he gives us a calling in him and he we are all special in him mm -hmm. but i think we get stuck just at the okay jesus died for my sins i'm good to go to heaven now yeah. and yeah. i'll tell people about it 
but it's it's so much more than that. It really is. It's so much more. You now have a divine calling that transcends. It goes above your your earthly job. It goes again. It goes above even your family of origin. It's everything is changed. Everything is changed, and we now have a purpose that we live out. What I I do like that because it speaks not only to the church's purpose, but it brings me a part of that collective purpose. I begin to see myself as part of the bigger whole, which is something we're always trying to teach in church. Mm -hmm. You matter. You are a part of the bigger whole. And I want to say this, too. We we talk a lot on the breakdown. I don't even know what episode this is. Okay, so 26. We talk a lot on the show about weaving together the service and seeing the work of the Holy Spirit from the time of the opening prayer all the way to the end of the service. And again, if you go back and watch Sunday, Sunday service, the recorded live stream, you'll see that the prophetic words offered that day, that that morning, right. were very much in line with what the Holy Spirit had already been speaking to Pastor John. And I just think that that's so beautiful to see how the Holy Spirit is moving. I, you know, our parents used to tell stories about the days, the charismatic renewal, or all these different experiences that they got to have. And I'm like, you know, where's where's mine? Where's this real life, divine Holy Spirit experience? And yeah. that's what we're seeing right yeah. now. And I think sometimes we don't see it because we get hung up on, well, if God moves, it's going to look like this. Yeah, well, we're, we're trying to write the story. Right. And instead of letting him do his work, we're trying to control the framework mm-hmm. and what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. But God won't be boxed. He really won't. won't. (laughs) So we want to dialogue a little bit. Pastor John kind of came out uh, after introducing himself. And I have to say, I just, I'm so, I'm so blessed by Pastor John. He talked about the ministry that he has the privilege of, of overseeing with our prophetic, our prayer and our deliverance and yielding. So just real props and hats off to you. Thank you so much, Pastor John. We appreciate you. But he began to say that this word he's been meditating on for two years. I hope you caught that at least two years the Lord has been speaking to him. That that should be enough to get our ears to perk up, to say that the, the, this church has a John the Baptist mantle on it. And one of the things I want to pause before even getting into what a mantle is and what that actually means is to say this. Sometimes, you know, a pastor will get up and he, he will preach. He'll preach an encouraging message or he'll preach something like Pastor Zach. He's leading us every single week, leading us every single week. This is where we're going. And other times there's a prophetic word that comes out to really communicate a bigger picture of what God is saying. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's really awesome that Pastor John is bringing this message after two years of marinating on it yeah. because God is now saying, OK, this is the mantle. Yeah, and I, and I think that highlights something that's uh, important for each of us. Because as you walk with the Lord, you'll receive prophetic words from the Lord in your spirit. Yeah. Or maybe someone comes up to you and, and speaks something that resonates with the Holy Spirit inside of you. We're not supposed to just leave those words in that moment. No. We are to steward those words. Yes. And allow God to continue to to. to build on that and teach us in that and expound on that and then we can see how that's playing out in our life because at the end that's supposed to point us back to him yes um i think it was a couple weeks ago pastor zach has said um like a, a true prophet will always point back to god that's it and every prophetic word we have should point back to the work of god in us and what god wants to do through us absolutely Absolutely. So we have this word that we want to break down a little bit today, mantle. Yeah. What is a mantle? What is a mantle? What is a mantle? When I heard that, you know, my my mind immediately went to Elijah and Elisha. Not a fireplace? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about a fireplace. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I wasn't. This is where we hang our stockings. <laughs> no. I actually immediately went to, this is the pastor in me. I'm cracking pastor uh. jokes all the time, but it's like my mind immediately went to Elijah and Elisha oh, okay. and, and how... 
Elisha asks for the double portion yes. and Elijah says, well, if you see me going up, you know, then you'll receive it. And then his cloak falls. He receives this mantle. And so what that what that interprets, we this is really good that we have the show and we break these things down mm. because I think we have a lot of Christianese and a lot of things we take for granted oh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So this mantle is the transitioning of, you know, OK, Elijah's transitioning his ministry over to Elisha to now carry that mantle. Right. So John the Baptist has come and gone. Jesus has come. He has been born, buried, dead, you know, lived, death, burial, resurrection. He's in heaven. And we now have this John the Baptist mantle. Obviously, we have the gospel mantle from Jesus. But this word is we have a new thing to carry forth. And that's to prepare the way. Right. Prepare the way. Right. So if we can catch that, what's coming over us as a mantle, like a cloak, mm. to be able to say this is what HPC is clothed in, which means this should be our focus. There's a role associated yes. with that and a function yes. and an identity. Mm. Which is really good because, you know, the scripture says that without a vision, people perish Amen. or they cast off restraint. And so we find that we live, you know, just however we want to live if we don't have that identified purpose. Mm. But to see individually and collectively as a body to say, well, we have a purpose. You know, I, I know walking away from Sunday, I was very much like, wow, okay, yeah. that mantle isn't Absolutely. just for HPC. That's no. for me. And we're, no. We'll get into some of that here. Yeah, so Pastor John opened up uh, by talking about John the Baptist's uh, John the Baptist's origin story, and um, he starts with his parents, and he focuses on the fact that um, his parents were old and they were righteous. <laughs> he actually kept focusing on the fact that they were old. <laughs> they were old and they were righteous, and well, the Bible—that's what the Bible says. I know, you know, and I—I I think that that's super, super important because he uh, an application point that Pastor John brought out was that. There is a gener a spiritual generation right now mm -hmm. that is being raised up that needs righteous and surrendered mothers and fathers. Yes. And right off the bat, he addresses the point that if you even your physical age, it's it doesn't exclude you from the spiritual work of this mantle. That's right. And you know, Jesus highlighted the importance of seeing ourselves as part of a spiritual family. Mm. You know, in Matthew uh, twelve like around verses 46 through 50 people come up to him and they're there he's as he's teaching to the crowd and they're saying oh your your mother and your brothers are outside and they want to speak to you speaking of jesus's earthly family and jesus asked who is my mother who are my brothers then he pointed to his disciples and said look these are my mother and brothers anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother mm. and that's so important because when we're in christ we are called to mother each other father each other and be brothers and sisters to one another yeah um so even if you are old and maybe you are at the end of your earthly life you have wisdom that comes with that mm -hmm. and if you're in christ the lord can use that because um, even those of us who grew up in church, our, our parents weren't perfect. They didn't mother and father us perfectly. But the Lord makes up for their deficits through other people mm. so that we can all um, be a spiritual family to one another. So I, I thought that was really, really, really powerful. And I think that that definitely encourages a lot of people who um, maybe you're feeling jealous of those who are young, who are youthful. 
um, wishing that you could go back and, and start your Christian life then. But no, the Lord can still do so much in you right now through you right now. Absolutely. I have to say that was one of my favorite parts because I was thinking back over the past two weeks of my own life and I was thinking about our awesome super senior, super seniors and the the seniors the seniors group mm. that we have at our church and I have been so personally blessed by them and if you come out on a Tuesday you get to experience the power mm. that is within this group and and I'll tell you one thing you know we, we used to talk a lot in the church about the, the wisdom of the aged and the zeal of the youth but I'll tell you what our super seniors really are super yeah. because they have not only wisdom to pass on but they've got zeal as well and you can see that so I thought Pastor John was speaking right to the very heart of the elder population of our mm. church to realize hey listen and we had one brother in our seniors group year, um, a couple years ago he used to say Jim used to say if you've got a pulse you got a purpose amen and it's I love so that. important to hold on to we need we need the wisdom that you have and even your yes. zeal to pass on. You have to father, you have to mother, you have to be able to be that voice of reason and speaking into our lives because you've seen so much more. So it's really good. It's mm -hmm. really good. So I, I do love that part as well. Amen. And Pastor John, he brought, he highlighted uh, that focus of surrender yeah. because really even what we were just talking about, it comes from a posture of surrender, Lord, use me. And he says, when we walk in total surrender to the Father, it creates an environment for the supernatural and the whole neighborhood takes notice. Mm -hmm. When we walk in surrender, we create an environment for the supernatural. And I think we can sit in those words for, for forever. Yes. You know, because we don't, we don't think of our lives as supernatural. You can get so focused on the natural yeah. because of the bills, because of, oh, this is what I'm going through at work. Oh, this was an argument I went through with someone. And we forget mm -hmm. that we, you know, Paul says you don't wage war against flesh and blood. Yeah. Everything really is supernatural. It is. But in order for me to recognize that, I have to, you know, pause and give all of my feelings over to God and say, I'm surrendering to you in this moment, in this circumstance. And I am going to hear from you and I will do what you tell me to do in this situation. That's it. That's it. And even the way that we live our lives, you think about John the Baptist really being dedicated to the Lord, being filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb, and then living out his life in the wilderness with locusts and honey, you know, <laughs> the camel, mm. camel outfit and just being out there. It's like, you know, whatever the Lord calls us to do, I have to live in that place of surrender. Right. And I love the element of, you know, you're fully validated in this time when the Pharisees and the Sadducees show up that validates your ministry. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's like when you're living in that place of surrender, you're not concerned. No, about man's praise and what others have to say to you. The only one you can, you're concerned about is you want to hear that well done. You want to know that you're following the Lord. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I, we left church on Sunday and we were thinking, you know, when you really are following the Lord and you're living in full surrender, you're, it's not, not only is it not going to be easy all the time, but you're not going to see a lot of that praise from man. People mm -hmm. are going to think, you know, you're different. You're weird. Right. You know, you just live on whatever the Lord says. That's kind of weird when he tells right. you to sell everything and go or go and do this crazy thing. Mm. But to follow the Lord, it's way better. And you talk about living in the supernatural. That's where the life is. Right. That's where the life right. is. We do get hung up on the, the mundane and the menial every day. Right. But so it's good to, to listen to that voice of the Lord and follow. Right. And the goal is for people to take notice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jesus says, let your light shine before men so that they will see your good, see your good deeds. Yes. But it's not so that they would glorify you. It's glorify your father. That they would glorify your father in Who heaven. Who is in heaven. So um, 
yeah, people are going to take notice of us and some of them are not going to like it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. But those who are searching for God, will we will become beacons of light to them that we can then direct them back to the Father. Yeah. And that's the goal. That's the true supernatural work that we are to be about doing. Yeah. And even if you're doing the work of the Lord and you know that you're, you're surrendered and you're living to exactly what he said and you're getting opposition from others, just like John and Jesus got opposition from others, from the Pharisees, right. it's important to realize that they're probably challenged inside right. by this message that you're bringing. Right. Um, and what an awesome point to realize that it was Rome that was appointing these mm-hmm. priests. Man, there is so much in Sunday's right. message. I was like wow it makes total right, sense right these were not even no. the 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 levitical or the the aaron line mm-hmm. priests they were appointed and it's so interesting to see how it was in the details right. so we just a lot of great stuff and then we get to this place where where john actually says john the baptist actually says we hear hearing about jesus and his baptism and his ministry i must decrease and he must increase right and how when we're walking out that role in our own lives, you know, we, we can be doing the work of the Lord and there can be so many great things supernaturally going on around us. But if we for one moment take our eyes off the Lord, we begin to think it's about us. It's about our ministry. It's about what we can produce. Right. And really, right. we're this vessel that the Lord is using. So if we bring this back to the prophetic word for the church as well as for us, let's be mindful of, of what we were talking about before we get on camera that our role is to prepare the way. Mm. If the mantle of John the Baptist is prepare the way, prepare the way, prepare the way for the Lord, then right. it's not about us. No, it's not. It's not. But it's and it's but it's really hard to remember that. <laughs> it really is. It is. You know, uh, Pastor John talked about how, you know, one of the mistakes that we make is we look at um, someone else's position mm. or title and we seek what they have instead of being obedient to the Lord. Um, and then also the idea of you know, man's praise and validations, those are ultimately, those can be, those are tools that are used to rob us of being fulfilled in yeah. our God-ordained purpose. Yeah. But the, what's tricky in that, because I, I think that's all very true. It's and we hard. Need, we need to meditate on that. It's just that part, of, we are also wired for, for validation. We are. We, we are. want we want to be liked. We want to be accepted. We, we want to progress. And so I think that it's those desires that Satan comes in and corrupts them Mm. and then causes us, okay, so you want to progress? Well, I'm now going to make you jealous of how that guy's being used or how, how she's being used and take your, you know, take your, your mind off of how God wants to use you. Yeah. And then validation. It's like, okay, I, I, we want to be told if we're doing a good job, right? Yeah. But ultimately it's, we're living for God's valid, God's validation. God's the one that approves our ministry and that approves how we are to function. But because we work with people and we still have a fallen nature, we, we eat that stuff up. We do. We eat it up to our own detriment. I know it is. It's not, it, it, it can be very challenging to live this way. And that's what I love about the word is walking away on Sunday and thinking, okay, this is not easy, but this is really good to meditate on. And we should be thinking and meditating on this, especially this being a prophetic word for the church as well as for us personally. And I do want to take a moment and kind of break down this piece of John the Baptist being the next one to be that high priest. Right. Okay. In the line, that's how it would have went. Mm-hmm. But because Rome took over and started appointing these high priests, that bumped John 
right out. And so, yeah. you know, Pastor John was talking about this on Sunday, how in the back of his mind, if we could get into John the Baptist's mind, he could have been thinking like, wait a minute, but that was supposed to be me. Right. All these prophetic words right. spoken over me, that was supposed to be me. It's supposed to look like this. Correct. And I, I just want to say this, that we need to be confident that if the Lord has spoken something over our lives and we are confident that it's the Lord, even if it doesn't look like it's happening the way that you and I anticipated right. happening, right. God will see to it right. that it happens. Right. You can't stop. And that's, and that's why we have to <laughs> surrender. We yes. have to surrender. Even our vision, even our idea of what it's going to look like, Surrender that to God. I know. Surrender that. Otherwise, yeah. you're, you're just going to breed discontent and, and jealousy and just you're not going to be satisfied. And then we can start to not trust God. Oh, man. It's so true. It's so true. So we got a lot of great things from this message here on Sunday. And, um, you know, I, I really coming back to it, even this point that you're just bringing up here, I, I had this, I was like, no, I'm not going to share it, but I think it's worth it. I remember about 10 years ago when it looked like, you know, some things were really shaping up for me to move into this next place of what looked like successful ministry. And when I went to pray and seek the Lord, I just kept, I was weeping and I was praying and I was, thank you, God, for this. You, you're fulfilling your vision. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And the only thing that came up in my spirit that I heard the Lord say was he quoted back to me the psalm, unto the upright arises light mm. in the darkness. And I'm like, that, that doesn't sound like a very affirming psalm for, for this awesome celebration and success that I'm in right now. And it wouldn't be until 10 years later that I would realize living it out. It's just like John the Baptist. God's way wasn't my way. Right. There was a place that it was a mantle that he had called that was always there, but it didn't come in the success that I thought it was right. going to come with. And so I really wanted to harp on that and say, for all of us listening, you might be in the marketplace, you might have been in the ministry. That's what I love about mm -hmm. HBC. You're sitting there. We've got ministers who run the gamut. We've got you know amazing people from the marketplace who run the gamut. So you might have watched somebody be elevated beyond you in that place you thought was supposed to be yours. Just keep living that surrendered life and you'll Amen. experience exactly Amen. what God has Amen. for you. And I think sometimes we can allow those credentials of man to limit ourselves and what we, mm. and what we think God can do through us. Yes. You know, if we, oh, I didn't go to seminary or I didn't go to Bible school. So then God's going to work through me, but it's not going to be as a pastor. It's yeah. not going to be to teach his word because that's for people who've actually gone to school and they have a diploma. Mm. It's like, that's, that's not true at all. That's no, not true. If we look at the, at the disciples, what did they do <laughs> before they were leading, you know, the, the greatest, the, the greatest, you know, church in the world. Yeah. The only true church it they were fishermen yeah but god comes in and he's and he's like so i'm gonna good. change all that so good and it's you're not discredited because of your background you're not discredited because of your education because the holy spirit becomes your teacher your That's holy it. spirit becomes the power moving through you you know when we are discredited luke when we say no yes when the lord is tugging on our heart and we're saying no i can't not me i don't have the credentials that's yes. when we're discredited and it's because we discredited ourselves mm -hmm. and zach I, I mean pastor john just went off on sunday it it had to be hpc it had to be the the bible school you know yeah. the guy get kicked out and the guy that lost his credentials and i just kept thinking wow we are really living in that time of like the disciples. Amen. So it really is an awesome work. And then, you know, the final part I, we, we have to focus on right now mm -hmm. is this, is this um, passage about, I think it was Isaiah 40. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Where I've been meditating on this passage for a long time, that he will bring rivers of living water in the, th this the passage says wasteland, you know, uh, I always read desert mm -hmm. and then a path in the wilderness. Mm. And wow, 
one of the biggest takeaways on Sunday, I hope you walked away with it, is what am I personally calling a wasteland? Yeah. I think everybody kind of stopped and paused in the room. My wife and I literally locked eyes and were like, wow, zip it, repent, and recant, and start moving forward with a positive attitude because whatever we think we have damned and caused a wasteland, called a wasteland, right. God is able to resurrect and bring life out Amen. of Amen. 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 And that's, you know, that's, that's how, that's how he works. He's the life giver. Mm. So he's going to give life to dead things. That's and right. Dead places. So when we see something where it doesn't look like the Lord is moving, well, pray into that. Yeah. And, and pray for, for, pray for those spiritual eyes to be able to see how he's making that into, into a river. And then I think also there's a, there's a, a an opposite application to that where it's what have I looked at that appears alive to me and that I don't think I have to pray into because it looks alive, but really it's spiritually dead dead. and that God wants to actually put a a river there Mm -hmm. because it's, it's a spiritual wasteland. Yeah. You know, and again, that comes back to Lord, give me eyes to see things the way you see it. Yeah. Which is what, if you're paying attention, this is what pastor John, he very was very specific and strategic in having us pray. You know, we were coming into agreement with the Holy Spirit. He opened the service with, mm. you know, Lord, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to believe mm. or Amen. understand. And that's really what you're saying there is we need to be able to come into agreement, you yeah. know, with whatever the Lord is showing and not to speak that death over a situation. No, no. no. We, we really don't have the right to speak, speak mm-hmm. death over a situation because God is able to raise it up Amen. and bring life back. So really important. And I just think let that, let that, that for me, let that settle. Let that settle in our hearts so we can begin to look at the areas that we may have called a desert, a wilderness, and a wasteland, and we can begin to call out what we see. My wife and I looked at each other even talking about the way that we've been raising our kids and some things we've just been settling on. It's like, no, if we know that's not God's best, if we know that's not what God says, let's start declaring over them that river, that path. Amen. Amen. So point of application number one yes what have we called a wasteland yep i love it and then number two am i living out the prayer of john the baptist i must decrease and he must increase Mm. and i would add a third one to that how am i personally preparing the way amen for the lord so we as a church are collectively asking this question you know tuesday night prayer Sunday service, we're gathering, we're collectively asking, how are we preparing the way for the Lord? So let's really go hit, hit those three again. That's really good. So number one, what have I called a wasteland? Number two, how, how well am I living out, um, the prayer, the life mission of John the Baptist, where he says, um, I must decrease, he must increase in order to number three, prepare the way for the Lord. So good. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot. That's a lot for this week, don't you think? <laughs> oh, I think so. I think so. What I think is really cool, though, about preparing the way for the Lord is when we start to see our lives at, from that focus of I'm here to prepare the way from the, for the Lord, it kind of takes away a lot of the work. Like that, that that's striving. That's really good. That's really good. Because it just means I'm making room for him. Yeah. Because he's going to come in and he's going to do mm. the saving. He's going to do the creating the this this space into the image of Christ, this person into the image of Christ. I'm just there to be a vessel and to shine a light and to bring them to him. And he he's going to make that river. He makes that path. 
really so good. I just reflect his light. That's I don't, really it, good. It's not about them getting a piece of Luke or a piece of Kurt or mm. a piece of Zach or John or any any name. Insert your name. It's not about that. It's about ultimately they get Jesus. That's so good. That's awesome, man. Well, we want to pray for you before you leave today. Mm. And uh, we, we just trust the Lord that he's continuing to work this message inside each and every one of our hearts. And uh, let's go before the Lord Amen. right now and trust him for it. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you for this word that you have brought forth. We thank you that this upcoming Sunday, maybe we'll have a chance to be baptized. Maybe we'll have an opportunity to surrender our life. Maybe that's how we're going to decrease and you're going to increase. Maybe that's how we're going to live that out of preparing the way for the Lord. Father, we trust you for all that you have with this word, with this mantle of John the Baptist on our church and on our lives. May we accept it. May we walk it. May we walk in it and just live for you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so again, don't forget Church Picnic on Sunday. We'll see you at La Salette. Bring a bathing suit if you want to get baptized and a shirt. Register online. Other than that, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. That's The Breakdown. We'll see you next week. Night, guys.